This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Hi, it's Vanessa from the Fighting Stigma Show on Free FM. Are you a Waikato local? Do you have an idea for a radio show? Do you want to try your hand at being a content creator on Free FM? If so, check out our website on freefm.org.nz or find Free FM on Facebook and get in touch. There is nothing wrong with your radio. Do not attempt to adjust the frequency. We are controlling transmission. You are about to experience the awe and mystery which reaches from the inner mind to the outer limit frequency. Good evening, my name is Sam. My name is Ricardo. And this is the Outer Limit Frequency. This episode is dedicated to the memory of Gift of Gab. is alternative music well if we want to be fair it's anything that stands apart from the mainstream an artist or a genre who carves their own path without adhering to what may be popular at the time but then it can also be used to describe genres such as punk even while they were in fact the mainstream form of rock for us though alternative is a strange and kind of annoying label that just doesn't make a lot of sense So for tonight and next week, we have enlisted the help of our old friend The Machine to help us decide what is alternative. In this episode, we will be focusing on supposed alt music from last century, as we will be tackling this century next week. Considering the subject of this episode, there was a really obvious choice of artist and song to calibrate our handy machine that goes bing. And that's because only one band holds the distinction of having been described as alternative rock first. It might surprise you to learn that band was R.E.M. From the release of their very first single in 1981, R.E.M. seemed determined to do the whole rock star thing in a different way, an alternative way, if you will. The band's early works were all but a blueprint for what it meant to be an alternative in the early 80s. Peter Buck's ringing jangled guitar tone, combined with Michael Stipe's aggravated vocals and indecipherable lyrics, launched a thousand rock bands chasing a slightly less obvious muse than those of previous generations. So now it's time to listen to that first R.E.M. single, Radio Free Europe, from their 1983 debut album, Murmur. Hey Machine, what do you think of this one? The Machine has rated this 5 automated people crushing oranges out of 5.
be just plain wrong of us to talk about what is alternative without giving the Velvet Underground their due. Back in 1964 they were mixing the experimental and the avant-garde in their own brand of rock before it was cool, essentially becoming one of the most important and influential bands in history. Without the Velvet Underground we may not have alternative rock as it has become, and we may not have punk or new wave. Managed by the ever-weird Andy Warhol for a time, it's kind of crazy to think that they only released five albums over over their initial run from 64 to 72, considering just how massive their legacy has become. Machine? Five bits of plastic that inevitably explode out of five. This is Sweet Jane. Standing on the corner Suitcase in my hand Jackson's corset, Jane is in her vest And me, I'm in a rock and roll band huh. Riding the studs back at Jim You know, those were different times all, all the poets, they studied rules of verse And those ladies, they rolled their eyes
There's even some evil mothers Well, they're gonna tell you that everything is just dirt You know that women never really faint And that villains always blink their eyes Ooh. And that, you know, children are the only ones who blush And that life is just to die Kennedys were not exactly pioneers of punk rock, but they were certainly one of the biggest names in the genre in their eight-year run. They were one of the bands to solidify the thought that punk meant anti-establishment, with the vast majority of their lyrics being very politically inclined. They were also a huge driving force behind Alternative Tentacles Records, which became the label for DIY-type alternative acts. Honestly, there are a few songs by Dead Kennedys that I'd love to play here, but just saying the titles could get me in trouble. So before we get to much safer Halloween, Machine, it's four deceased politicians. Wow! Put a 
In the early 90s, Perry Farrell of Jane's Addiction fame became somewhat of a patron saint of alternative music. He did this not only through his own music, but through his Lollapalooza festival, which helped to bring big names from the genre into greater public view. And even though he's not as prolific of a musician as he once was, Farrell still pops up every few years to show us what he's been working on. As legendary as Jane's Addiction have become, specifically within the realm of alternative music, I'd personally prefer his work with the questionably named Porno for Pyros. Considering this next song is about how aliens would likely treat humans should they ever arrive on Earth, it definitely could have fit into last week's show on science fiction. Which pleases me. The machine has rated this 4 habitual rituals out of 5. This is Porno for Pyro with Pets.
it'd be hard to call Red Hot Chili Peppers anything but mainstream. Ever since the release of Californication, the band saw a massive boom in popularity to the point that it becomes hard to label them as alternative. But this is kind of the point of this episode, isn't it? Because Red Hot Chili Peppers have never approached their music in the safe, radio-friendly way, choosing to instead constantly change their sound and remain at least fairly true to their outcast weirdo roots. While the albums Californication, by the way, and to a lesser extent Stadium Arcadium, were full of chart-topping radio-friendly songs, the rest of their tracks have been much more out there. I mean, the guys started off practically worshipping George Clinton and have even included alt-rock legend Dave Navarro among their ranks for a brief time. And it's this Dave Navarro album that actually still stands up as my favourite by the band. So, in a second we will play Coffee Shop from One Hot Minute. But before that, the machine has something to say. Three and a half pretty little ditties. I guess the machine didn't take too kindly to their mainstream appeal. Oh well.
while many women participated in the early days of alternative rock, they were by and large part of a band or ensemble of mixed gender. It took a little while for any one female artist to establish themselves as a solo force in this brave new frontier. One of those that did manage to break through in a big way was Polly Jean Harvey. PJ became very famous at the turn of the millennium off the back of her incredible Stories from the City, Stories from the Sea album, and the ubiquitous lead single, Good Fortune. But Miss Harvey had actually been an active musician since 88. And even though they aren't nearly as famous as the aforementioned Breakthrough album, her early records, Dry from 1992 and Rid of Me from 93, are still highly regarded classic that, if anything, demonstrate her power as a singer-songwriter of an alternative bent even better. And the machine is rated PJ Harvey 3.5 whores hustling while the hustlers whore out of 5. From Dry, this is Dress.
alternative doesn't always have to be dark gritty and edgy granted when at least i think of alternative i think of the category from working in a music store that contained the likes of rob zombie anything grunge and a lot of punk and some horrible goth guy named brian but it also includes the likes of the cranberries and an excess and in excess are anything but dark and edgy somehow blending new wave with hard rock pop and some kind of dance rock in excess were basically that really typical 80s sound but i don't know good were they alternative though i mean by the time they made it big their sound was very much the sort of thing that you'd hear played all day every day on every radio station machine two and a half swinging kicks to the shabu shabu out of five so not really alt then all right this is what you need it's what you need
can only imagine that before the term alternative rock became more well-known, that the primary point of contention with its definition was the unspoken question. To what exactly is it an alternative? It's harder to answer than you might think. Urban legend has it that this was the very question which prevented a highly respected musician from accepting Grammy nominations for alternative categories for the longest time. That man was the incomparable Tom Waits. And considering that his 1992 record Bone Machine won the Grammy for Best Alternative Music Album, he clearly relented eventually. But I like the idea of a messenger showing up at Tom's house, trying to hand over an award, only to be turned away with a, yeah, and what am I an alternative to? Considering Tom's reputation, I find that to be a very believable tale. Machine has rated this 0 out of 5, because that's just what Tom would want. From his Grammy Award winning Bone Machine album, this is Black Wings. Yeah. 
Alongside punk, grunge is one of those alternative genres that became a pretty huge deal. We've spoken about this at least a few times before. I mean, for a time, grunge was the biggest scene in rock. If we were to talk about bands like Pearl Jam, Soundgarden, or Nirvana here, I'm actually not sure how they would score because they became such a huge deal that it almost ruined their alt cred. However, a few bands always kind of stood out as being more for the fans of grunge rather than just your casual listeners. Alice in Chains, Mudhoney, Stone Temple Pilots, and of course, Hole. Courtney Love became one of the most iconic women in music because of her brash and your face personality, her peerless songwriting ability, and of course, somewhat frustratingly, her marriage to Nirvana frontman Kurt Cobain. But this icon status with Hole never took away from the outsider shtick. Seriously, there's a ton of praise I could heap on this band, but we will just have to save it for a later date. Machine? Four out of five songs by Hole are overanalyzed by critics trying to find a deeper meaning. Yeah, like Jennifer's body literally being about a woman being tortured and murdered? No, it's got to be about something deeper, right? You decide. But I 
entire branch of alternative music that we have yet to discuss. As is so often the case, once a movement has passed through rock music, it eventually gets represented in rock's younger, surlier brother, metal. Just as alternative rock made a large impact in the early 80s, so too did alternative metal in the early 90s. So what exactly is alternative metal? The short, somewhat unsatisfying answer is that it was either alternative rock trying to appeal to metalheads, or metal trying to appeal to the broader alternative rock audience. Faith No More, Early Tall and White Zombie were often lumped into such category, along with the likes of Soundgarden and others. And while I'm personally of the opinion that alternative metal didn't reach its full potential until much later on, that's a conversation for another day. For now, let's pay a tribute to one of the finest meat and potato alt-metal bands of all time with a little milk toast from New York's Helmet. And Helmet are rated... Three Unsung Heroes out of five.
this next band is what when i think about their genre is is what really makes me hate the term alternative because when it comes to alternative metal it seems to mean any subgenre of metal that isn't the most popular subgenre of metal so like in the 80s if you weren't british or thrash you were alt in the 90s if you weren't thrash or new metal you were alt but hang on and we saying new metal isn't alternative metal no we are not we are or at least i am simply saying that alternative metal is a stupid title because look at white zombie this groove metal come acid metal come industrial metal band led by some pretty cool dude named rob have been essentially permanently labeled as alternative and i just don't get it machine four and a half white trash acid metal spider babies right completely misinterpreting the meaning of alt metal am i hmm so the machine thinks i need to calm down and accept that they're pretty damn alternative this is supercharger heaven look i know the supernatural is something that isn't supposed to happen but it does happen
I'm just going to come out and say it. A lot of peak era alternative bands had horrible names. Pearl Jam is not a good name. Better Than Ezra is not a good name. The aforementioned porno for Pyros is definitely not a good name. And to that list, I'm going to have to add Skunk and Nancy. Not that that has anything to do with the quality of their music, of course. The band's front woman, an intimidating presence known only as Skin, is likely one of the biggest reasons for the success of the British Quartet. But how alternative were they, really? I guess the issue is that by the mid-ish, late-ish 90s, being alternative was a very mainstream concern, and Skunk and Nancy did little to shake up that perception for better and for worse. But their razor-sharp hooks and punk-rock-adjacent attitude did frame them as a very good pop group with enough of an edge to stay competitive in an increasingly alternative world. Which is why the machine has rated them... 1.5 post-orgasmic chills out of 5. This is Twisted. Everything hurts.
I totally had this whole Britpop thing still to go, but we're kind of out of time. So, yeah, if you like what you heard, jump onto Spotify, check out some of our old episodes. There's a bunch of them waiting for you. And since you're coming back next week, you will be privy to hearing part two of our continued saga of what actually is alternative. We'll see you then. For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices, or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.